0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to KJVR Jollyville Radio. As always, I'm your host, Jimmy Piecrust, coming to you from the Purple Street Studios in beautiful downtown Jollyville. Today on the program, we finish up that delicious pie recipe from last week, Chauncey Applegate gets busy in the garden during an episode of Applesauce, and Uncle Asar interviews Asaf Ronan and Jenny Lavery of Austin Creative Alliance for Community Beat. Thanks for tuning in to Jollyville Radio, which is a delicious part of this complete breakfast. Let's take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors before we get started.
1: Oh, hello
2: there! It's the Java Language and Travel Agency.
1: 今年の夏、私たちの旅行のために日本語の勉強を始めました。Takusan Java Language and Travel Agency Oh, good show! If you would like to know what they were saying, the Java Language and Travel Agency is here to help equip you with only the best tools in the trade to learn the language you desire quickly. Learn more at jollyvilleradio.com
3: Soft Enveloping
0: Beckoning Announcing the all-new line of luxury goose-down pillows by the designer, Robert Robert Cheerful. Cheerful, Cheerful.
4: Last week on The Brothers Burfield. You heard what the attorney said, brother. She left all of the inheritance to me. Yes, but she didn't say anything about the tomato garden. Tonight... On a special episode of the Brothers Burfield, the Brothers receive a special message from Beyond the Grave.
5: If you're watching this tape, that means I was murdered.
4: You won't want to miss this unforgettable moment. Watch the Brothers Burfield on your local public broadcasting station at 7, 8 central.
6: Well, hello, hello to all the folks at home. This is Kitty Westlake, and I'm here with my best friend and booze buddy, Aunt Susie, for part two of Making a Pie.
2: That's right, Kitty Aunt Susie here. Last week, we made the dough. Now it's time for the filling.
6: Now, Susie, some of our listeners at home wrote in that they thought the crust was difficult but I think you'll find that the filling, the filling's even easier. You start with a bunch of apples. You'll need a good heap for each pie you're gonna make. You peel them and then slice them into a large mixing bowl.
2: Be sure to remove all those tricky pieces that are sometimes hard to see. Just one of those can wreck a whole eating experience, kitty.
6: You're right. And don't forget to slop in a half a jigger of lemon juice now and then to make sure those apple slices don't go brown.
2: It really does help keep the appearance fresh. Now you folks at home don't use too much or the flavor can get a little jangly.
6: And so the folks at home know pie tastes every bit as good as it looks. I always select a mix of apples with both sweet and tart flavors, just like Granny Smith, Macintosh, and Aunt Susie.
2: I find that the Macintosh tends to get a little gushy when it's cooked. Prefer Gravensteins. They're a little squeakier and the taste is just a little chirpier, too. Whatever you do and you listen to me, stay away from the kindergarten varieties like the Golden Delicious and the Spartan.
6: Oh, Aunt Susie, you are so right. Once you've got your apples sliced, sprinkle them generously with brown sugar and let them stand for a while while they release their natural juices. Then you'll be able to tell how much cornstarch you need to add to have your filling firm up just right as it cooks.
2: Really, Kitty, cornstarch? Don't you notice that residue it leaves on the tongue when it's not perfectly incorporated? I'm looking for apple pie, not apple pudding.
6: Oh, but Susie, with flour, there's the risk of that awful pasty aftertaste if the proportions aren't just perfect.
2: Everything does have its risk, Kitty.
6: Well, I guess the important thing is just to pick a method and then stick with it. Make tiny adjustments until you have
2: it perfected
6: like I do.
2: That is so dang true, Kitty. Now finally, we need to season our filling. For apple pie, we use cinnamon and some ground cloves. Mix those in with the filling, but be careful not to break up the slices too badly or we'll detract from the final appearance.
6: But Susie, girl, Susie, ground, clove. what's the matter with you? Oh my God, it's so easy for clothes to overpower and it's entirely dependent on the freshness of your clothes. What's wrong with you? True, Kitty,
2: but That hint of cloves can really put the flavor over the top when you get it just right.
6: To each his own, I guess, Aunt Susie. But it's a tightrope act for sure. After you have the seasoning just right, let your filling stand a while while you roll out your bottom and your top crust.
2: You can preheat your oven while you're assembling the pie now. Keep the filling high in the center of the bottom crust before you drape the top crust over it.
6: And now, folks, at home, it's time to put your pie in the oven. And then after a while, turn it down about 50 degrees to finish out the balance of the cooking. Aunt Susie, we forgot to mention the vent holes and just how important they are. How could you let me forget it?
2: Dear me, yes, Kitty, you're right. That temperature control is absolutely crucial. It's also critical to avoid the dreaded soggy bottom problem, which I know you know a lot about.
6: Well, Susie, these things do come with experience, and if there's anything I don't like, you're right. It's a soggy bottom. But we've got a wonderful
2: result here, not without much effort at all. We sure have. I can hardly wait to dig into a slice with you, kitty. Ice cream?
6: oh ice cream what a splendid idea are you folks at home listening to this girl maybe we'll cover that in the next
2: episode susie we sure hope you'll join us again for another mouth-watering episode of our old-fashioned cooking show bye aunt susie hi my name is abby branker from the lunatics radio hour podcast
0: and my name is Michael Crosa, director of Jollyville Radio.
2: We're teaming up to bring you a very scary special treat this Halloween. It's a story called Hello, Listener, You're on the Air. And it's about a radio host in Malakoff, one of the towns next to Jollyville.
0: We're very excited about this because it's going to be so different than anything we've ever done on Jollyville Radio before.
2: Hello, Listener, You're on the Air, a collaboration of Jollyville Radio and the Lunatics Project coming Halloween 2020.
4: Welcome back to another episode of Applesauce, the program that's just a mishmash of good bits. I'm your host, Chauncey Applegate, and we're broadcasting to you from the Purple Street Studios of Jollyville Radio, KJBR. Today, my guest is Flora Beth Coy, who has the pleasure of being interviewed by me. Flora Beth runs the landscaping and garden business here in Jollyville, and today we're going to talk about fall tune-up ideas for your yard and garden. Welcome, Flora Beth. Flora Beth.
5: Thanks, Chauncey. I'm delighted to be here today. It's a great time to be thinking about your yard and garden, because here in Jollyville, fall is just as good a growing season as spring. With some cooler weather finally starting to appear, we can enjoy being back out in the yard again and get things in tip-top shape.
4: Yes, fall is a welcome relief, Flora Beth. I can't do anything in the yard during the fall summer heat because I just get such awful sweat stains on my clothes. But once I can get out in the cooler times, the problem really shifts to keeping the dirt off. It's a very unbecoming look for a radio personality.
5: Well, Chauncey, yard and garden work really is a hands-on activity, so you have to expect to get a little grubby.
4: Well, I spent a great deal of time picking out the most fashionable pair of gloves. I'd hate to get them dirty. And it just won't do to get muddy handprints on my sun hat from the designer Robert Cheerful.
5: Maybe you should give some thought to hiring someone to do the work for you. <laughs> if you're interested, I can give you my card.
4: I'll give that some thought, Flora Beth. Maybe I can just stick to the standing up work so I don't have to get my hands and knees dirty. What kind
5: of flowers do you have in your beds, Chauncey?
4: Lately, I've been focusing on forget-me-nots, Flora Beth. I also have some Narcissus flowers under my apple trees. I love how much my flowers say about me. Do you have any tips for how I can help them spread?
5: Well, Chauncey, forget-me-nots really are at the edge of their growing region here in Jollyville. You could consider planting blue glow globe thistle. Perhaps they have something to say about you
4: too. What other ideas do you have for fall yard tune-up?
5: I like to suggest people incorporate hardscaping of various types for durable visual appeal.
4: Can you give us some examples, Flora Beth? Hardscaping refers to
5: structures in the garden, like massive stone walls and big water features. Brightly painted bird feeders and birdhouses can be used to add interest, and also gazing balls can bring a splash of color and surprise. Really, it's just limited by your own imagination.
4: Oh yes, I love those gazing balls. I like to have them everywhere, so that no matter where I am in the yard, I can always see my own reflection.
5: Oh my, Chauncey, too much of any one thing can really detract from the sense of mystery and surprise we try to cultivate. Like ceramic figurines, for example, a couple of them Tastefully peeking out from behind the bushes or sitting almost submerged in a little pond is cute and appealing, but really, nobody wants to get a non-compliance letter from their HOA, or worse still, becomes a magnet for late-night target practice.
4: I suppose you have a good point there, Flora Beth.
5: I want your listeners to know that there really is no right and wrong in the yard.
4: Excellent advice, Flora Beth. You're welcome for being on the show today. You've given us a lot of food for thought about our yards and gardens. Thanks for listening to KJVR for another spectacular episode of Applesauce with our fantastic guest, Flora Beth Coy. I'm your host, Chauncey Applegate, and I hope you'll tune in to hear me again sometime on another episode.
7: This is Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Asar turning the spotlight on good people doing great work in the real world. A couple of heavyweights with us today, Jenny Lavery, Director of Programming, and Asaf Ronan, Manager of Member Services, both with the Austin Creative Alliance, an organization dedicated to advancing the arts and cultural communities of Austin, Texas. Jenny, awesome. Welcome to Community Beat. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
7: What
3: types of artists participate in the Alliance? One of the things that we try to do with the Austin Creative Alliance is create access for all levels of artists. From those who do maybe one production or do their artwork as, as a relatively side hustle to those who have been established for years and have a space and and have like a school that they teach or that they teach their art from or uh, a theater of their own that they perform from, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, So we see all levels of artists. We try to meet them wherever they're at, regardless of their discipline. So we also have musicians and improv theaters and opera groups, and dance companies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, filmmakers. Uh, So pretty much it's it's a big tent for any artists that need help leveling up from wherever they are to wherever they want to get to next. That's what we're there for.
7: Jenny, talk to us about the Alliance's programming and support services for Austin's artists.
1: Austin awesome. Creative Alliance has a range of programming and services to support artists kind of at all levels and across genres. So we have certain programs that are geared for theater artists. Um, we have certain programs that are geared for um, dance, dancers, etc. We have an artist emergency relief fund that is really trying to um be a micro grant for people who have lost their, their jobs due to the pandem- pandemic or are facing uh, financial shortages. We have the Black Art Matters initiative. Um, so that is, that's funding Black artists and uh, their, their projects, just trying to amplify that voice. We do unified auditions every year, which brings together all the casting directors, directors, filmmakers into one room, and actors get to audition for all of them at once and be seen across the genres. We also offer headshot specials. Um, We do coffee chats with industry professionals. We offer a peer support group.
3: Jenny's especially really good at... uh as a programmer and recognizing what the arts community needs and providing arts um, services towards that. Before the pandemic, uh, she had launched a series of events that were about uh, creating more access for the disabled community, which she started in the unified auditions, which is a great opportunity for artists, regardless of level, but also regardless of, level of able-bodiness. And that's, that's the type of programming that we do. We see something uh, where we can help with the access, where we can help with the education and we create services and programs around that.
7: How does the work of the uh, creative Alliance impact the larger Austin community?
3: Well, another big aspect of Austin creative Alliance and what we do is the advocacy that our boss, Johnny, John Reedy does, um, a lot of fighting for artists, especially now in the pandemic when where we're needing to see more funding. We're seeing art spaces closing. We're seeing artists struggle. So he's definitely been at the forefront on a lot of the things uh, that, that we're seeing uh, get pushed to the city council, for example, to help the arts. Uh, he, he was the one who engineered the Emergency Artist Fund and, and Black Art Matters uh, initiatives as well. So we're trying our best to provide a voice for organizations that themselves don't feel heard well enough. Uh, and, and that's a big part of what Austin Creative Alliance is.
7: To join or donate to the Austin Creative Alliance, where do we find you on
3: the web?
1: AustinCreativeAlliance.org.
3: We're also on the Instagram and Facebook platforms. Follow us.
7: Thank you both for spending time with us and we wish you the best of the best. Thank you. Thank you, Asar. This has been Dollyville Community Beat with Uncle Asar and dig this. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something.
3: Peace. I like the
0: The creative team that wrote and recorded Jollyville Radio include Uncle Asara Cableine, Emily Antonick, Lizzie Brister, Michael Crosa, Michelle Darcy, Richard Dayries, Brian Green, Susanna Kay, Pilar Keprida, Robert Leary, Zachary Markheiser, Brian Routsen, Thomas Schlitt, Monsi Santian, and Kay Wise. The recording was made in accordance with social distancing. If you'd like to support Jollyville Radio, and we hope you will, please help us get the word out. Tell a friend, post on social media, or leave a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform. You can also find us on the web at jollyvilleradio.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Jollyville Radio. Jollyville Radio is directed by Michael Croso with lead editing provided by Dr. Monsi Santian and social media help from Amy Costa. Jollyville Radio is a production of Jollyville Brass Quintet, member of Austin Creative Alliance. We are based in Austin, Texas. For KJVR in Jollyville, I'm your host, Jimmy Piecrust. We'll see you next time on Jollyville Radio.